Welcome to the RBA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. But I have a will, I, I have a feeling that, like, it's going to get more difficult because, like, they really want you to use the rings. They really, they really, I feel like unit composition, especially now that we've got these really neat rings to kind of reinforce some of the units. I feel like, I feel like that's where the, the, the strategies really, like it's where the meat really is going to be like in the later missions where you're like, all right, well, I'm going to take this guy who can do this, this, and this. The, well, Seagird's always coming with me, so that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what you were saying earlier. It's like, oh, I've got these six villagers. I got to say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and engage Seagird, and I'll be there in a second. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, it's well. like, I, it's, I'm just there. Or fucking Warp Ragnarok. God. <laughs> Fuck. I look very forward to talking to you uh, uh, soon when you get to where I'm at. Yes. And, John, you've teed me up because you know what else I'm looking forward to? Chris, what are you looking for? It's upon us. It's upon us now. Right now, it is the, right now. The Boom. next episode of Rogers Podcast. Whoa, We're my back. god, Chris, dude, that oh snuck up god, on me Richard. like uh, like a reinforced unit with haste from Fire Emblem oh, Awakening. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and that that's the last I'll touch on that. But if you are if you like Fire Emblem like we do, uh, feel free. We just did a, a silly like forty minute Fire Emblem podcast. You can find on the SoundCloud. You can listen to it. Feel free to engage. Mm-hmm. And as we engage, John, in the RVA Returners podcast for Final Fantasy Trading Card Game, boy, howdy. John, we've, um, you know, we were, you know, we're, we were worried. I don't know if you, this is, um, what am I trying to say here? You know, we've been going, we've been down in the slums. We've, um, you know, we were up in our dad's attic. We were horsing around. We broke something and, and there was a map behind it. Oh. John, and it leads to One-Eyed Willie's treasure in Tokyo because <laughs> we've got the roadmap for the Kimbo. For the most part, there are a lot of there still are some TBDs, which we will get. You know, we'll get into that. But John, we have got the roadmap. Comp season is back. Op is B A C K, and we're back. And we're back. Boy, howdy! It's uh, I, I, you know, it was one of those things that we knew it was coming back. And but I was also really guarded because I was like, well, when are we going? When are we, when's it really going to be back? And now, like the car's pulling in the driveway. Dad's come home after leaving to go get those cigarettes so many years ago. The car's pulled up in the driveway <laughs> and he's getting out and he's coming to the door. <laughs> he's back and he brought me a stuffed animal. To me, son, I've got that carton of cigarettes and all the milk I went out for. Oh man, years ago. But no, we say all that, John, to say this, that we are really, really excited. And that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on primarily um, on this this pod, this uh, episode of the RV Return. 119 is what you said it was, John? Episode 119. 119, 119 yeah. But of course, but of course, you know, we, we've got a lot, a lot of info to cover. And, you know, we got we, we got to look through our case files here. And of course, on the case, as always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And with me, just pouring, pouring through the evidence. John Schreiner. John, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. I've got... Is this your evidence? Is this is this your hat? Is this your scarf? Is this your book? Is this your... Never seen that before in my life. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> but oh. it has your name on it. That's not me. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, mm. 
We are back. Oh, oh, God, Chris, baby. I'm so excited to talk about what we're here to talk about today, man. Ah, oh, dude, I'm so fucking ready. But you know, we, you know, of course, we got that. We're gonna talk some. You know, we got some news and things to cover. We got a couple of spoilies. Mm. Nothing crazy, but we got some spoilies for uh, Opus 19. Hey, what which is, is what was be... a little crazy. Yeah, one of them is uh, <laughs> like that's like a, it's like a, a little dream. crazy, it's, dude. Yeah, it's like the card you dream about. Like it's did, did Mogpod do the card of the week? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh man, got him, got him. <laughs> but any old who, so we're we John, we're just gonna kind of dive right in. We've got For all sploosh. of these, all of the hot, all of this hot info compiled up. And there's only one place you can find it. And it's not the Washington Post. It's not the New York Times. It's not the Wall Street Journal. No subscription required to read this article. Oh, baby. I believe that's the name of a Phil Collins album. No subscription required. Anyway, it's the news. It's the news. Right now, first up, as always, John, I'm going to need you to take that podium, grab your documents, because I need to know the state of something. What 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 condition that this is in? I need to know the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris, I, oh, I got the dockies in my pockies. Hold on. Oh, docky, I got dockies in my pockies. All right. What? Docky? <laughs> dockies in my pockies. My what? pocket. What? All right. <laughs> Well, looks here like we've got the Octagon State of the Union. Chris and the Octagon State of the Union is grand. It is good. It is good. We have beautiful. Uh, as we talked about in the last episode of the cast, we were bringing the leaderboard oh. back with some changes coming yeah. up for season ten. So the leaderboard is uh, is here, and we've got. Um, I think I have to crunch the numbers for this most recent week. But going into week two of our leaderboard, um, we had in first place tied. Tied, mm-hmm. I say, Chris. Is Mr. Muhammad Ahmad, of course. Yes. Uh, the the terror. He's been uh, doing a lot of mono water stuff, which is no surprise since that was one of his favorites. When it was good with absolutely uh, in what like it was eight, nine, ten, or nine and ten ish somewhere around there. I mm-hmm. think right Veritas and type stuff. Then um, God, that might have been a little earlier than that. Then Ryan Chen in yes. uh, tied as well. Mr. Viridian himself, no slouch. Uh, who has been destroying people who? for bonus? <laughs> yeah, he's been destroying <laughs> uh, top leaders for bonus points as well as getting yeah. a lot of wins under his belt. So uh, rocketing, he's like the Mandalorian the out there. Yeah, and then uh, tied for second, Rainy and Joe. Oh yeah, and love then, that. Yeah, that's seven points, and then the third we have <clears throat> Travis Travis Pfeiffer. So um, we're gonna see what shakes out after. This week, I know that's already different. It's already not exactly first, second, third. Uh, but going into week two, that's where we were standing. So uh, the leaderboard gets updated in the Discord every week. You, players get bonus mm-hmm. points for uh, defeating players at the top of the leaderboard during the event. Uh, players get points for showing up, for winning, all kinds of stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a way to kind of um, compete and track your progress against other people, or even just like in general over time throughout the season. Seasons are about three months long. Um, so yeah. And we also had a Winnebox event on Sunday, courtesy of the Haven Games. We were able to Ooh. get a you know box 
for the winner. Um, we had a bunch of players come out, and Ice Lightning took that one. So Sergio Bravo is making sure that box stays nice. right there in Florida. Taking oh, that man. And uh, we're looking to do something slightly bigger than a regular weekly on, like, a Friday or a Sunday at least once a month. So that was on a Sunday, hoping a couple extra people could either tune in or play. Um, and, yeah, we're going to be looking to continue that going forward. So, uh, yeah, but everything's looking real good. And as far as decks, John, I guess we're seeing, you know, Mono Water is a major player, Wind, Wind, Ice, it's funny uh, for, Ice, Lightning. Yeah, as much as Mono Water is definitely a major player, uh, like, things cool. are just so varied and open right now, as they yeah. tend to be, right? That um, <clears throat> that on our Winnebox on Sunday, I don't even know that I saw a single player playing Mono Water, right? That's interesting. But then on Wednesday, of course, we had people playing and doing quite well. So it's uh, cool. it's all over. It, <laughs> it depends. Um I think actually just in uh, our most recent week, we had Jared win. We just pull my oh. results. Uh, Mr. Eureka, yeah, took it with Mono Water. So Mono Water did yep. win this weekly event, even though it wasn't represented at all on Sunday. So isn't that funny? Um, but yeah, yes. Ice Lightning has been really popular and picking up a lot of steam and doing well, Chris. There's been a lot of, um, you know, Viridian's playing Ice Earth a lot. There's Earth Lightning mm -hmm. decks running around. There's uh, people doing Yuffie decks. There's Wind. Ice Wind has been popular again. Um yeah, there's there's a lot going on, a lot of variety. It's a lot to unpack, a lot to unpack. So that's good. It's good to know that Octagon is doing well, especially you know you're gonna need with the comp season right around the corner. Oh yeah, get that practice. It could, it could be you. It could be it you. Could I was just talking you. about the origins of it could be you, um, about <clears> how <throat> Emmanuel won uh, the Crystal Cup in Arizona that year with Firewater, mm -hmm. and he had tested the Firewater and won our weekly event the week before. And mm -hmm. uh, the day of the Arizona Crystal Cup, like right before Swiss, I walked around and he came up and introduced himself to me. He's like, hey, I'm Sir Wadworth. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is like the first time I had met somebody uh, in mm -hmm. person who I had only known as being a player in the weekly, right? Like an online mm -hmm. person who I had only interacted with through Octagon. And um, I was like, oh, man, it's so cool. I was so happy to see you testing that last night. And then he won a tournament and got invited to Worlds. So it could be you. Okay? It could easily be you. That's all I'm saying. It could be you. We might have the power to make kings here. It's true. It's true. But, uh, John, speaking of, well, no kings, I suppose, in mm. this, uh, in what we got here, we got some spoilies. Um, we've got the, uh, the, the full reveal of the starters from the new thir uh, 13 customizable uh, deck list, which is very similar to the Final Fantasy X when we got, has it been a year or almost a year ago, John, <laughs> that we got that? Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Wow. That, that feels crazy? like a lifetime ago. It, it was quite it, some it, time ago. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, but, and I believe too, John, you know, before we go into those, um, didn't it get, I believe it got delayed. It did get slightly delayed. Uh, let me, I'll, I'll dive into that one while you keep going. Let me find. Yeah. The, the so we, yeah, we've got the, the spoilers for the, uh, the final fantasy 13 deck list with some really, there's some really neat stuff happening there. I think this is, um, you know, for those for those uh, you know, those Final Fantasy thirteen stands, uh, you've got a lot to tinker and toggle with. Um, and then we've started to get some more um some more of the L's from Opus nineteen, which we're gonna go over two of them there, just the two that we have. Because we've seen we saw the box topper, which was the Xenos, which is really neat we talked about on the last episode. But now we've seen two more and we're gonna dive into those. But uh I think the best place to start, John, is probably these uh these starter cards um yeah you know, obviously it's elements that i thoroughly enjoy 
Yeah, Fire and Ice definitely getting a, a, some love here. And Chris, this starter deck, the release date has been pushed back one week. So it's uh, 2 24. Okay, that's not bad. So that's the 24th bad. of February. Perfect, perfect. Well, where where do we start? Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, might as well start with the, the title lady herself. Yes, indeed. I, I'm, my, my window closed out that I had open, so hold tight. All good, sir. Yeah, so this is... Um, it's going to be another one of those, like the Final Fantasy X starter, like you mentioned, where yep. we're going to And what's to the third element in this one? Lightning. Lightning, yeah. Not lightning like stupid. the character. <laughs> not, you know, not lightning, but lightning. And, uh, yeah, you know, got, it's all lightning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they have lightning, 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 um, the character. And so it's fire, oh. ice, and lightning. And, of course, there's uh, there's light as well. Um. Mm -hmm. So what we can do is, if you want me, I have them. I can start while oh, you're Oh, yeah, I, I got them. I also oh, okay, got, we got okay. some other ones, too. There's a couple dual element cards where there's a dual element card to go over yeah. uh, that we're really excited about. Well, okay, well, yeah, we've got more than dual elements to go over. Yeah, we do. Oh, my goodness. So I guess we'll start uh, trying to think of where to start. Do we just start with the... Uh, uh, I guess we'll start with the Vanille, the Fire Vanille. I guess it's a good place sure. to start. All right, so she's a 3CP7K forward, uh, Job Saboteur, and let's see. Uh, EX Burst, when Vanille enters the field, you may search for one card named Lightning, card named Fang, or card named Hope, and add it to your hand. Uh, and then just, uh, we have an S ability. Uh, Was it Imperialaga? Imperialaga? For just S, during this turn, if a forward opponent controls is dealt damage, double the damage instead, and then deal two dam 2,000 damage to all the forward opponent controls. I like this card, John. It's a, just a good multi-search, kind of multi-element. Because, I mean, look, we've got a card in three different elements that we can search. Technically, I guess, four different yeah. elements we can search. Um, I love it. I like mm -hmm. I like just things that tie the room together, Chris. It's that nice carpet yeah. that, look, just consistency and synergy. Um, mm -hmm. Like, these are the kinds of things that hold back a lot of these Final Fantasy 13 decks. Is like the only yep. tutors or good cross synergies they have to like help put the pieces together are like the Lumina and the FF13 Moogle backup. And honestly, that 13 Moogle backup is is contested um, for a couple reasons, but especially one coming up soon. So it's like uh -huh. it's really nice to have a couple different options. And um, I think this is really neat for this tribe. Yeah, I agree. Really, really solid card. Um, then the other fire forward we have is a uh, forger. It's a new Fang. It's a four CP eight K job commando and let's see uh, with haste. Uh, when Fang attacks during this tur turn, the cost required to cast your next card named Bahamut is reduced by two. When you cast a fire summon, activate Fang. Fang gains if Fang deals damage to your opponent. The damage becomes two instead until the end of the turn. John, this card could be a fucking ass beater if you build around it. Yeah, I, I think that we have had like Fang trying to discount Bahamut's before, and mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever been quite this nice. Because I before I even continue talking about this Fang, Chris, I almost want to. Can we read this mm -hmm. Bahamut? Yeah, yeah, that's because it kind of goes. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, yeah, exactly. So so it's a 5CP summon Bahamut. Uh, if you control three or more Category 13 characters, the cost required to cast Bahamut is reduced by three. So add that to the two discount from Fang. There's nothing on either of these cards that says it can't be zero. Exactly, Chris. So, it's free. And... No, if it's for free, it's for me. <laughs> That's right. So, so what does it do? Choose a forward, deal it 
10,000 damage if it is put from the field into the break zone this turn. Fucking remove it from the game instead. Yeah, um, it's a... a Combat <laughs> Trick City. Not just, but like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it it's a really good effect. It has a little bit of lead up to it, but mm -hmm. it's finally something that's like uh, kind of a greater than the sum of its parts payoff, and you don't need the Fang for it to still be good, right? Because the discount from having all those 13 characters will probably be something that's easy to do with all these new 13 cards. Um, yeah, and just off your backups alone, like yeah. you could find, you could get that discount off your backups alone. Yeah, and I mean, and that's a <laughs> the sweet spot number of damage these days. And removing the thing from the game is just always mm -hmm. nice, especially in this Lionel Leviathan world where you're bringing back a lot of these things from the discard pile, uh, or just trying to fill the discard pile with cards. So yeah, I think that stuff is it, it's really really neat to see. Um, like there's almost uh, so lightning. Mm -hmm. Or not lightning, sorry. Lightning is the only element I don't mean to talk about here. Fire oh. Ice rarely has these, like, really efficient things it can do later. Oh. Um, so I think it just is really always desperate to see things like this, where it's like, oh my god, I might be able to, like, remove one of their guys for essentially just the cost of this card from my hand. That's mm -hmm. the dream in Fire Ice trying to remove threats. Absolutely. And then and then the fact that, you know, play that in tandem with the Fang we were talking about, the fact that we've got a Fang that has an attack trigger and they just went ahead and gave her haste, which I think is, uh, that's, thank you, right? Because how many cards have we <laughs> seen you. that have this really <laughs> great attack trigger that it's like, oh, they're never going to get to turn sideways because they're just going to fucking die before they get to attack. Not, not Fang, she's up. You're going to have to deal with her immediately because she's turning sideways and, yeah. well, potentially is could potentially be doing two damage because you're probably going to look to cast some kind of fire summon um and is there a world where you could get her to attack a second time to potentially do four damage um so when you cast it it says no no it doesn't so if she deals damage to your opponent yeah so if you were to give something or use something to let her attack a second time, like the Chalinka backup. Like the that Chalinka, was our yeah, so that was, that's I know we always go back to that because that was our spoily. Uh, yeah, if uh -huh. you were to Chalinka Fang and you had cast a Fire Summon, uh, uh -huh. she would be able to to pop them twice for a bunch. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's all yep. kinds of like do a ton of damage in one attack combo-y things you can start to do with this Fang. Yeah, I think if it's she a deals neat damage card. to the opponent, it becomes two instead. Is uh, is really. It is a much better text than an attack twice. So when yeah, you oh, combine absolutely. those together too, it's just really, really potent. Absolutely. Right, and those are the three fire cards. Now, as far as the ice cards go, we'll start with uh, we'll start with this snow. It's a four drop snow. Uh, Jobless C. He's an eight K. Uh, if you control a card named Lightning, Snow, and the card named Lightning you control gain. This card cannot be chosen by your opponent's summons. That's when neat. snow enters the field, that's really good. When snow enters the field, select one of the two following actions. Your opponent discards a card. Choose up to three characters. If you control a card named Sarah, dull them and freeze them. This yeah. guy's doing a lot. So he's a 4CP AK, and uh -huh. he's got the... With a great voice. Right, right, right. And he's got the protection um, uh -huh. that he gives himself. And yes, he also gives it to lightning, but so let's let's just figure... Is there a reason he needs to be protecting himself? Well, no. When he enters the field, he uh -huh. does the thing. So, so really, no. Yep. It's to protect him against spot removal or or him getting uh -huh. dulled out of the way by his summon. So, so like, essentially, things that don't happen, right? That uh -huh. like so for that first ability to be worth 
we have to be wanting to protect our lightning. So we, uh -huh. we have to be basically playing this guy as a protection piece on lightning. And uh -huh. um, then when he enters the field, you know, it's either just a discard, which, you know, is, is okay. We have things that are 4 CP, AK that can get that kind of effect. Uh -huh. Or choose up to three characters and dull freeze them. So that's powerful. You have to have yeah, the Sarah in play to do that. Line. You have to have the Sarah in play to do that, but that is really strong. So, okay, so if Snow comes down while Sarah is already out, uh -huh. we get this really powerful three-character Dolfreeze ETB, uh -huh. and then our Lightning and our Snow are technically protected. So in a world where, like, Sarah and Lightning are really strong and they're on the table, they're doing their uh -huh. thing, like maybe this Light Lightning that we're going to talk about soon, uh -huh. um, this guy could find his way in there. But the thing is, he's... <laughs> I, I struggle to play a card like this and Fire Ice unless uh -huh. we really find a way, or Fire Ice or Ice Lightning or any of these uh -huh. like combos, because these are all colors that struggle with card advantage. And like yep. this guy is the slowest, most fair thing to actually play, like pay and play. So uh -huh. um, I think this probably is the one from the starter that gets replaced by the snow from the most recent set. Because the dual element snow that lets you take the top two cards of your deck and yeah. RFG them, and if they're 13, you get to pay them at a discount. Like, that yep. discount is something I haven't been baking into talking about some of these cards because you can't mm -hmm. rely on it. But things like the fact that these, the Vanille and the Fang, that they have these costs that are actually high enough that they really do benefit from, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this reduction. Like, the Vanille becomes a 1 CP that searches out another card. You know, the, the Sarahs get much more affordable. So I think that mm -hmm. that the only thing that's holding that dual snow back is the fact that he often misses because there just weren't yeah. enough good 13 cards in your colors. And now there are. So I don't know if this is the snow we're looking for. But like oh. I said, in a world where um, like protecting your lightning is that important and there's a lot of lightnings that have crazy abilities mm -hmm. on them. Um, yeah, I think well, if I he gave protection to Sarah, he would... And, uh, and you and I even talked when we were yeah. looking at the last set that all the 13 cards that came out, we were like, they're fine, but you're probably going to want to look at these again when the starter comes out. Yeah, and I mean, hey, it's it's time to look at them again for yep. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell, time to look, dust off all the Category 13 cards there because there were some really, really good ones out there. But now yeah. let's talk about this uh, this new Sarah. It's a 2CP forward, 2CP 5K, Job Ravager, EX Burst. Uh, when Sarah enters the field, you may search for one card named Mog 13-2 of cost one and add it to your hand. Man, it's a shame that of cost one is in there because that could, this card could have been really good otherwise. Mm. Um, when a Job Moogle enters your field, choose up to two characters, dull them or activate them. This effect will trigger only once per turn. Um, then it has an S uh, for S and tap. Choose a forward, deal at 8,000 damage. So there's still a lot of really good here. Yeah. It's first of all, what is she wearing? Uh nothing. Second of all next to nothing. Yeah, second second of all. Um, this is competing for and it's funny because you might think lightning, but I think this mm -hmm. is actually the name clashiest name in the thirteen yeah. stuff. Because the Sarahs are the cards that have these really powerful effects that are mm -hmm. that aren't going crazy out of your way, except maybe the Moogle one. Um yep. And also, if you don't do those things, the Sarahs are also the ones that have just, like, the best generic effects, like the more recent one mm -hmm. we got that um, Dull Freeze on Attack, or the one that is, yep. like, if you have this many 13 characters, they discard stuff, or, you know, like, mm -hmm. there's Sarahs that just have really good text on them. So yeah. you look at this one, and it's I... like, okay, she searches out this new forward, we're going to talk about it in a second. Yep. And she wants you to be playing a Moogle deck, but if you're playing a Moogle deck... You're probably playing one of the better 
Moogle Sarahs yeah, to so go I with don't it. Know. Maybe. Yeah, and and that's why I really wish this one just said search for a thirteen two Moogle because that would have opened this one up to being able to play that search for the searcher backup. I think would have been really really nice. Would have given the card a lot, made the card a lot less narrow. But I do I, I get it. You're, it's a starter deck. You want it to interact with the cards. You know, kind of this self contained experience. So I get it. But I, I think you know for all you did right on Fang, you you, you kind of you missed one here on mm. Sarah. I think that there's but, uh, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, you, you look at this, and it's like, when a Moogle enters your field, and you're like, okay, so what's the coolest deck for Moogles entering my field? Besides me playing just, like, a nice, normal deck with a Moogle backline, you're Ooh. like, okay, does this make King Mogglemog stuff cool now? No, because when you, when he does the thing, it's at the end of your turn, so dulling yep. your opponent's characters doesn't do anything, because they're about to all activate. So I guess you could, like, mm-hmm. technically get a bonus activate two off the Moogle that comes in at the end of your turn, but it's like, to what, mm-hmm. use on my opponent's turn? Like, none of it is, it's just not great. Yeah. Exactly, but maybe, then, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Oh, look, I, uh, I'm I'm not gonna count it out yet. I've been um, wrong before, before, Chris. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, well, we got a new one drop here. It's a Mog thirteen two, which was prefaced on the Sarah. Of course, yes. um, Job Moogle. It's a two K uh, card named Sarah. You control cannot be chosen by your opponent's summons or abilities. There it is. And for there it is exactly. And for zero, choose one category thirteen forward. It gains two thousand power until the end of the turn, and you can use this ability only once per turn. So that's cool. That you can do that. Well, hey, there's there's two. I, I like both of the abilities on this card. This one also a terrible name clash because your your fucking category searcher is also named thirteen two. Well, they um, do have at least, a at least in this element. In this element, yeah, but yeah, 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 yes, yeah. and and for fire ice, which is important. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but that ability can be used on either turn, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. So, and then the Sarah, given the Sarah protection, depending on what Sarah you're using, could be relevant. I mean, it costing one in, in if you're doing the ice lightning loadout, that's a great target for Diana, the one mm-hmm. that searches the one drops. Um, if you're playing fire ice, it, it's tough because it also, because also too, and I, I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like these ice cards, these particular ones are better suited for the fire lightning loadout versus the fire ice loadout. Because I have a hard time in the fire ice wanting to replace the backup searcher, whereas in ice lightning, you have the other searcher that searches for a category thirteen character. Yeah, um, and then you also have Diana to search this out. Um, there's the uh, so it makes sense. I wonder if those cards are actually in the starter deck, but we ha- we haven't seen the full list of the starter, have we? Uh, I think we have. Okay, I can but peek it out for you. I only because I know we know what reprints are in it, so I think we have seen yeah. the full list. Yeah. And and I think this card's neat, but I, I think it just depends on what like kind of like how you said with the snow. Um, this I I really think the ice portion of this is really dependent on what direction you want to build. Mm-hmm. What do you any thoughts for you on Moogle thirteen two? Um, I think this sees play in whatever the good thirteen decks are now. Because okay. I think that uh, there aren't a lot of incidental things that are removing we need two drop you know two Ks mm-hmm. like he 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 doesn't have that kind of like victim of circumstance thing going on where there's like mm-hmm. some Semilafina equivalent that just like cleans him up in a lot of decks. Um, the giving any mm-hmm. of these things two K power is actually really annoying. Like it's basically mm-hmm. you remove this guy first before your removal works the way it's supposed to on any of these. You know, turning an eight K to a ten K or a nine to an eleven gets them out of the range of most you know Uh whatever removal your opponent spent we're not really over killing things these days by much and um protecting the sarah on like a one cp forward that isn't snow opening your snow up 
I think that like the protection on Sarah was a really valuable thing that that one version of Snow had offered in the past. But then yeah. like you were taking the snows away from yourself in a world where like maybe my whole damn deck is thirteen characters and like I'm just happy to see thirteen characters rather than a specific thirteen character. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I replace the tutor with this guy, and mm-hmm. you know I'm just uh, it, it's a different card. I think it'll require playing with it and testing, but I think there's enough there. That mm-hmm. I'm interested in trying it over the backup thirteen two, yeah, and, and it's and it's a low, it's a low, and it's one CP. You're yeah. you're not really investing much into it. So no, I agree with you. I, I like that card a lot. Also, more um, Moogle forwards is just like something every Moogle player wants. Absolutely. Um, now moving on to the lightning portion of this, we've got a new Sid Reigns. Fucking Sid Reigns reloaded, dude. I um, was just talking about him <laughs> the other day. Like I was like, you guys remember Sid Reigns? Remember that? Like that ice card was. Dude, I, I, for a long time. Sid Reigns has always had a special place in my heart. I'll never forget the Ohio Petite Cup. Sid Reigns did more damage than he had any right to because <laughs> I was getting people left and right with Sid Reigns swinging and then blasting with a Mateus. And it got to the point where like, I trained them to just never block Sid Reigns again. <laughs> and Conditioning so your I, opponents of the corner, Chris, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying, man. And then you also, you know, the combos he had with Celis. So, like, you know, Sid Reigns has always been a, a very, you know, a near and dear card to my uh, to my heart. Um, but this Sid Reigns, I actually kind of like, too. He's a 6 CP 9K, jobless C. Uh, when Sid Reigns enters the field, choose a forward of cost four or less opponent controls and just break it. At damage three, he gains 1K in first strike, which is huge. Um, then at damage five, when he attacks, choose a forward or opponent controls and break it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Of, there's just a lot of good words on this card. Yeah, it's like the only thing that stops this guy from being like absolute wild child is that he mm-hmm. doesn't have any kind of haste, and there isn't like a very very easy give your six drop lightning fantasy thirteen forward guy haste. There are ways to give your lightning cards haste. There are you know things that, that will be strong, um, but like it doesn't just, play it doesn't the just happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you do have at least one extra step, and one extra step matters yeah. a lot when something costs six. It right? sure does. Um, but, sure does. But, so, I think we can take the damage five, and we can start to think of other damage five abilities, and it's like, how often does Aranea uh-huh. get damage five? Or, or, she's damage six, I think, two and six. But even but still, like, five and six are almost interchangeable these Well, days. I think they're pretty... Yeah, but I just no, think... No, that's fair. I, I, I know where you're going with that. That's fair. Basically, I think sometimes it's going to happen and it's going to be really crazy when it does, but he has to be good uh-huh. enough to play without that. The nice thing about the damage five is it's not an enter for him. So if he's yeah. down on the field and they don't remove or do something about Sid Reigns and they try uh-huh. to keep the... Per- or they try to just get around him without dealing with him, he's like, okay, well, uh-huh. you're dealing with something else now. Um, that being said, they're getting around him without dealing with him when at damage three is going to be a 10k first strike is probably going to look mm-hmm. like they're going to have to be like dulling or freezing him. He's hard to get around. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. A 10k first strike is also a hell of a card. So that's a big body. And he does just kill something when he comes in a four or less. If you play this guy and he breaks a four and then he's a 10k first strike. Yeah, it's a, a little bit scary. Doesn't have any kind of name clash there. And yeah, mm-hmm. probably finds his way right into any Lightning X 13 build. Yeah, it's solid. Solid card. Solid card. Uh, 
Yep. Next up, we got a two-drop Knoll. He's a two-drop 5K job commando with haste. Uh, when Knoll attacks until the end of the turn, Knoll gains 1,000 power for each category 13 character you control, which is you. So he's probably coming in big. Um, and then when a forward your opponent controls leaves the field, choose a forward opponent controls and dull it. Jump blockers don't work very well against this guy? Nope. Um, uh, Rain's coming in, killing something, then dulling something else? Yeah, so you know, it seems on the board. Noel's thing here, his haste mm -hmm. and his one forward leaves the field ability and his when he attacks get big ability because he can't mm -hmm. do it to someone else, he gives it to himself. Uh, this guy is meant to come down to keep the pressure on your opponent, right? He's not yep. there to just put it on the first time because he's looking for there to be a guy that he's trying to get over or through and then another guy mm -hmm. that he deals with when he either gets through that first guy or, you know, they mm -hmm. chump. Um, Absolutely. And, and so I think Noel here, this is definitely like a mid to late game, I'm finishing you card. Yep. And a 2CP Lightning Haste card is like, dude, you get enough of those, you know, Roche, Noel, you get enough of those types of things in your deck, and there's a lot of surprise lethals that start yeah, to I exist in your deck. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, this guy is definitely going to be coming across for damage 6 or 7 in a lot of situations, I think. This is a pretty good card Absolutely. in an unassuming way. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, the last lightning card we have is a new hope. He's a four CPAK. A new hope. Uh, a new a new hope. Some would say, <laughs> um, probably one of the better versions of hope I've seen in a yeah. while. Um, he's a ravager in Lassie. Uh, if you control five or more category thirteen characters, hope gains plus a thousand power. And when hope enters the field, select one of the two following actions: uh, search for one category thirteen forward and add it to your hand. Choose an active forward until the end of the turn. It loses a thousand power for each category thirteen character you control. So you're gonna do that. Dude, this is a great card to play off Al Sid, that's for sure. Well, that is for sure. Um, yeah. So especially, so that's that's another thing worth mentioning when we're talking about the third ability. But just in this vacuum, like hope four CP AK. All right. Well, that's not selling me, right? So what else do we have? If you have five or more 13 characters, he gains 1,000 power. Okay, so he's one of them. So if there's four other 13 characters, so four backups, three backups and a forward, three backups and a monster, something like that. That's a lot. That's a lot of characters. What does he get for that? Plus one. Okay, so he ends up being a little bit over curb. I I wish he got maybe a little bit more out of that. Um, okay, well, maybe why like isn't he that strong? strike or something. Yeah, well, why isn't he that strong? Okay, well, when he enters the field... He can search your deck for a forward. Okay, so I've I've uncovered why he's a force to be AK, right? He goes and gets you a card. Um, yep. It's any 13 forward. That's really cool. Basically, we were talking about the Mog 13. Like, man, are you going to get rid of that backup tutor in Lightning? You have another tutor. I think what's cool is that we're getting more consistency in Lightning. Yeah. And, and what that's letting us do is it's almost giving Lightning uh, the confidence it needs to separate from Ice here. Yep. And and maybe strike out on its own. I know that fire, uh, you know, fire lightning has always been kind of flirting with each other, but they've never really seen if they could make it work. And uh, this might be the they summer for their two fling. forwards that search. Yeah, it might be their summer fling time here. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So but then choose an active forward, and and until the end of turn, it loses a thousand power for each thirteen character you control. Again, if we're assuming that we're loading up, because you know, hope has five thirteen characters in play, and he's got that thousand power. So, uh -huh. what, minus five to something? It has to be active. Mm, I think that part will happen sometimes, but I think almost always this guy's just going to get your next best Final Fantasy 13 character. Yep. But good I card. agree. 
which could potentially be this light lightning. Let's go ahead and read this old gal here for a second. She's uh, the the light card of the starter. She's a 2CP 7K, Job Ravager and Lassie with haste. With haste, 2CP 7K with haste, damn. Oh, baby. Uh, When one or more Category 13 forwards you control attack, all the forwards you control gain 1,000 power until the end of the turn. Okay. If two or more Category 13 forwards were attacking this turn, also D yourself 1C. Okay. Um, if three or more Category 13 forwards uh, were attacking this turn, Lightning also deals your opponent one point of damage. This is like, <laughs> McMahon, this is like the Vince McMahon meme. Where it like, is just literally damage. the Vince McMahon meme. And then the fourth <laughs> the fourth line where his like eyes are like lasers or whatever is like uh-huh. you attack with a fourth forward. Right? It's like, ah! Because, so, when... Oh my God. So, so let me break this down. So, yeah, when you attack with one, or when one or more of them attack, right? Mm-hmm. So this triggers any time a 13 character attacks, and this is a cumulative check. So yes. this means lightning attacks by herself, she triggers the first thing. If lightning she's, party attacks, right? If lightning party attacks with Noel, they trigger the first and the second thing. Okay. If lightning yep. attacks by herself the first time, she triggers the first thing, and then Noel attacks by himself a second time later in the turn, it triggers the first thing again and the, and second, the second thing. thing. Okay. Then, if I were to attack a third time with the third individual forward, it triggers the first thing, and then the second thing, and then Same the third thing. thing. So every time a Final Fantasy XIII forward controls attacks, it checks all these conditions and does the things accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this means is if this lightning is on the field and you get to attack three and attack four, the, the amount of value that you are generating is obscene. So... So by forward three or by forward four, your your board that guy's attacking with like plus four k. You've drawn your third card for the turn. Yeah, and you've now dealt a second point of damage on yeah. top of the potential three you've already dealt. This lightning is fucking one shot city. The caveat is it mm-hmm. has to be thirteen forwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And um of course the caveat there is to get that amount of value out of it, they all have to attack individually. Yep. So that, this, there's a little bit of room there for, Yeah, absolutely. And so it's been clarified. There's yep. no way someone can say, Oh, well, we meant a two person party or we meant a three person party. We haven't seen we haven't seen Twitter lighten up yet, have we? No, no, no. So again, You're when good. you when you attack with uh the three guys, right? The mm-hmm. reason that when you attack with a party of three, it only triggers all of those things one time is because it mm-hmm. says when one or more. So yep. it's the same reason that when Cecil is the Cecil that has the protection ability, if I mm-hmm. use a summon that chooses two of your guys, I don't have to pay the protection ability twice because it says when mm-hmm. one or more are chosen. So if mm-hmm. if one attacks, it triggers that thing. And then if yep. two party attack together, it only triggers it once. But if one attacks and then another thing attacks, it triggers it again. And then another thing attacks, it triggers it again. Each individual instance triggers this ability. This ability is all one ability, one paragraph, right? When something attacks, this happens. But if this happened this turn, this also happens. And if this happened this turn, this also happens. So it's just checking to see how many... Yeah. 13 fours were attacking or have attacked this turn, basically. Look, I just, I just get very dodgy yep. when cards that read this well and have a really good ability 
I just, I just, I always worry that you're going to see something a month down the line where they're going to be like, oh no, we meant that to only be two have to attack at the same time or three have to attack at the same time to get that extra effect. You know what I mean? I kind of know what you mean, but to be fair, I think that that has happened in this game so incredibly infrequently, almost never, that I don't think that I'm worried about that. Well, I sure hope not. I, I right? this card is amazing. Yeah, I, we've never—they have almost never come out and done so, like an errata type thing to that extent, except for like uh, when there was a translation error, and that is mm-hmm. almost always somebody assumes there's a translation error where there isn't. That happens way more often than something yes. actually had a problem and was which an issue. is good because I. I also think since these have been revealed for a while, yeah. that we probably would have well, heard we tweeted, something. Yeah, there was, there was the a tweet, there was a clarification, and again, um, I can understand where people get tripped up on the words and stuff, oh. but I don't think this is worded in any way that makes it work differently than than mm-hmm. these things have worked so far. It's just we haven't had them stacked up in quite this way. Yes, because this is one hundred percent. If you were needing, if you saw these other cards and were like i don't know i still I, where's the where's the beef huh where's the payoff well look well, that's no the point right there. i mean it's the same point as like you're looking at light look at the light titus from the the starter deck mm-hmm. wait wait this can be free and just gets me a card like yes the whole point Absolutely. is this is the perfect payoff card for your deck being mm-hmm. completely full of these characters right this yes. lightning card is trash in any deck that's not a 13 oops all 13 deck right but it's really really good in an oops all 13 deck so uh, obviously i think um it's trying to create an archetype out of the box and i think it Mm -hmm. will just like the final fantasy 10 thing created two or three archetypes out of the box Mm -hmm. i think this will be successful in doing that and a card has to be pushed to a certain degree in order to have a a print and play archetype yeah what I wouldn't give to see, John. Imagine the imagine a world where this art, same same card text, replace thirteen with six, replace <laughs> lightning with Bannon, and maybe one oh, day, Chris. Maybe you know, God, in the Final I Fantasy VI modular so. starter deck in twenty twenty nine. Right, but uh, no, really, really solid stuff. I'm actually kind of excited to to pick up this deck and tinker around with it. There's some really neat shit you can do here, and I'm oh, yeah. super, super jazzed about it. Um, but John, as I'm looking through, uh, we have a lot more spoil, not a lot more, but there were some ones that I didn't think about. I figure I'll start here, uh, with this heroic lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Good it's only fitting here. because mm-hmm. we're only going over the 13 cards. It's a five drop lightning. This is from uh, Opus 19 now, right? From the actual yeah, from proper 19. set. Yeah. Yep. From the booster packs. Uh, she's a five CP nine K job ravager and let's see with haste. When lightning is put from the field into the break zone, you may play one category 13 forward or cost six or less from your hand onto the field. She kind of reads, you can play that Noel for free. Absolutely. And then we've got a cool second ability, which means she's or not fucking tethered to this deck. Yeah. She says, discard a card named Odin. Choose a forward opponent controls, break it, and lightning. Holy yeah. shit, what a fun... This is this is that... Ex- oh, man, well, that's tough, right? Well, no, I think you can fucking play this, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. you play this lightning, you break it, you fucking slam the light lightning into play off of it or something. Like, dude, yeah. this card's so... This card's a great piece to go with that starter deck. Also, so, Chris, this says haste. So you haste, you attack with this card, right? Then you use the ability, yes. right? You break uh-huh. it and your opponent's thing... 
And then mm -hmm. you bring in the Light Lightning, who has haste, and you're like, oh, guess what? One thing was already attacking this turn. Plus one onto Locking. your counter. Go ahead and D myself a C. Yeah. yeah. Also, something so I good. really yeah. like about this card, uh, besides mm -hmm. the art, which is gorgeous. This 5 CP yes. Lightning, it, it has, it's worded, discard one card named Odin. That's the cost mm -hmm. for the action ability. And then you choose a forward opponent controls, break it, and lightning. Um, mm -hmm. So you only the only legal targets you need is one forward opponent controls. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the way this ability can work is, oh, I've got two, three Odins in my hand. You can discard two or three Odins to stack that ability three times, choose three forwards, and then all of them will resolve breaking the forward all three times, and the first one will just break your lightning. Fucking beautiful, right? Because lightning doesn't good. need to be there. It's not. It's not choose one lightning and choose one forward opponent controls, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just like how um, it's just like the the old Kefka. You know, he like attacks yeah. and he can just like break that. And even if he's not gonna break, he can still pick himself or whatever. You know, it's just like yep. it doesn't have to break to fulfill that. There's it doesn't need that legal target. Um, so yeah, oh, and, and if your opponent were to remove the forward or to save or bounce the forward or make it untargetable, then mm -hmm. the whole ability fizzles so you don't break your lightning. So what's cool is breaking mm -hmm. lightning isn't part of the cost, which is what it would have to be in order for you to only be able to do this once. So you'd have to spend the lightning to kill more than one thing. But because the cost is only discarding an Odin, um, you can actually kind of machine gun people down with a few Odins, yep. so that's cool. So what we're saying is, John, this this lightning is effectively like the Tifa for Avalanche that you're you're gonna want three copies of this lightning whether you play all three of them or not in whatever uh, in whatever lightning version of the starter deck you're playing I, I feel like if you're going into the lightning side you're playing three of this uh, yeah th this card is just very good <laughs> like, yeah yeah no, just in general just very good even if even, you just play Sid Reigns off of this card yeah oh that's that's sometimes that's good enough yeah, very, very good. So now let's go. We kind of have a little order here. We're going to start with, uh, we have an Ice Legend that's mm -hmm. been uh, revealed. It's a new Sarah Mobius. Uh, she's a two-drop 8K job Twilight Queen category Mobius. Uh, Sarah Mobius cannot attack or block. Okay. Uh, tap, choose one forward. It gains 2,000 power until the end of the turn. Tap, choose two forwards. Dull them. Tap, choose one opponent's auto ability. If your opponent doesn't pay two, Cancel its effect. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think one thing that you have to say right away is she doesn't have any kind of haste. So unlike the uh -huh. other uh, artifact style forwards that can't attack or block, mm -hmm. um, you have she has to basically live for one full turn in order to start getting her mm -hmm. her value. But mm -hmm. her body is high enough that if they're going to spend something to kill her that's going to deal damage, it's going to cost more than her. So there's some uh -huh. saving grace there for the ice player who wants to invest in this. But, um, uh -huh. I mean, once this is on your field, it's basically, I have a thing I can do every turn. She's essentially a monster, right, Chris? So she's a monster with three tap abilities, but she doesn't, she, she has to wait a turn. Uh, so yep. it's like she, they gave a monster summoning sickness. Um, yep. But then you can tap this monster to dull two forwards of your opponents. Like, that is absurd for Ice X decks. So it might be worth. Yeah. We'll see. Um, the the cancel the auto ability thing is really cool too because you can. Mm -hmm. It's not just for forwards, uh, which is the only angle Ice has had to interact with auto ability so far is Sid ranging mm -hmm. forwards. So this on demand yeah. way to stop a Shantoto or some kind of board wipe is really neat for them too. Uh, you do yeah. have to invest in it early to you know basically get the value when you need it, but. Um, this is a really, really neat card. 
I think Ice is happy yeah. to see this. I agree. I agree. I think it's got some neat stuff. I mean, they can't attack or block thing is fine. You, you hate to have a forward that, you know, can't do damage, but you do have to look at it outside of that lens. It is a, it is a, it is effectively a monster um, mm -hmm. that, you know, does still get removed by all the things that remove forwards. But I think if this card gets going, it's just going to snowball pretty out of yeah. control. Um, now, next up is a summon, John, that I think is super, super neat. It's a, it's a new Medine. It's a mm. one-drop light summon. Um, and it just says, you must control a light forward to cast Medine. Choose one forward, remove it from the game. Yeah, uh, this card is very good. Um, yes, filling your deck absolutely. with light or dark cards is a high risk and pretty bad. But I think that... Um, Light hasn't really had like a multi-light payoff or a reason no. to go that deep. That has been compelling. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Just like looking at some surface level synergies with this, it's like Citra is a card that can get back a summon for you as well. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have these in the deck together, you know, it, it also is uh, Citra is a card that allows you to pitch extra light cards to an mm -hmm. effect. So you're not always totally locking yourself. Um, also, oh, I just got some very, very loud Xbox notification sound. I'm so sorry to anybody who... Oh, that's okay. Well, and, and while you're fixing that, John, one of the biggest things here, and I mentioned this when the card was first spoiled, a lot of decks that run light forwards usually have a problem with the type of removal. And I always look at, um, mm -hmm. most, most of them are typically damage-based removal like let's look at decks that that use light cards primarily you know warrior of light's a great example um it's all damage-based removal um fire ice usually a lot of times you know they're going with like the the morrow cellus stuff or low to the ground a lot of times they're using that light noctis again we're talking more damage-based removal um you know decks that use citra again more times than not you're looking at damage-based removal or the old scoot you know, the old boot scoot out of the way. Mm -hmm. This this light summon here helps kind of shore up that gap that a lot of those decks that are using light forwards have. Yeah, I they, agree. That, they go from just having damage-based removal to get the fuck out of here removal. And that is, uh, that is textbook, get the fuck out of here removal. I mean, that yes. is extremely powerful removal. Um, and yeah. then the other surface-level thing I was going to talk about earlier yeah. is... Um, is you can play this card with like Final Fantasy Nine stuff matters as a deck. Mm -hmm. So I know he's ancient at this point, but there's a world where this Light Zidane is free because he activates your nine characters. But um, I'm just saying, yeah. like, uh, Medina is nine, right? You can search mm -hmm. for summons with Icos, which are nine. There's like there's a few little synergies there too, and that is the color uh, that has Artemisian, so you can filter mm -hmm. those hands that have too many light cards in it. There may be something there. Um, Dude, Shotgun Vivi, Patty's Shotgun is still yeah. one of my favorite decks of all time in this game. And I feel like while Light Zidane is a fucking dinosaur in this game, you you can't play that deck without it. Yeah. It's, it's, a cool, uh, it's, yeah. it's a cool angle for summons, man. I'm really curious to see if uh, we get a dark <laughs> and, equivalent. And guess what? That deck, it is 99.9 .9 repeating percent damage removal off of vivi yep <laughs> now medine is like well get that out of here so yeah, that thing i can't helpful. target with the damage removal fucking take a hike so good 
big fan of that. And I like, I would, I almost now that when that car got spoiled, the first thing I wanted to do was actually rebuild Patty's shotgun. <laughs> yeah. That was like the first thing I wanted to do. But then John, then we saw the next card Woo! and um, I was tickled shitless. I was tickled pink. Some might say it's a new category six dual element, but you know, my excitement was stifled for a second until I read it because it's an ice water dual element. Mm. It's a four CP nine K Mog six job warrior and Moogle. The cost required to cast Mog six is reduced by one for each category six character you control. Woo! It can be zero, baby. When Mog six attacks, all the forwards you control gain first strike until Woo! the end of your turn. Boy, and then it damage the- three when Mog. Oh boy! When Dan, when Mog Six enters the field, choose one character, dull it, and freeze it, and then D yourself a seed. Draw oh, yourself no, no, no. a card, John. Uh, I I love everything about this card. I don't feel like Final yep. Fantasy VI has been this push since Opus Four. I really mm-hmm. can't wait to see the rest of the Final Fantasy VI cards. This guy's oh only a God. hero. Yep, and uh, the fact that he he's not a Fire Ice card printed, but he's a Fire Ice fa- Category Six card. Sure, brother. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, you're you're playing this guy off your backups. Yeah, I mean, you can play him for free in that deck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's for free. It's for it's me. For me. I, I love I, him. I really hope, and I've always had a soft spot for Ice Water uh, FF6, and yeah. I hope it's I never hope been real, dude. It's always it existed. Never it's always had fifty cards you could put in sleeves, but it's never been real. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be real enough, or. You know, this is just kind of like that outlier if people still want to go down that route, but maybe we actually get a fire ice dual element. Dude, all you I know, know is dude, that Please face God. he's making, dude, that's me. I saw this card and I was like, ooh, yeah. and I was getting lifted into the Jumping air by little Moogle ch- wings, dude, and I was, oh, Charlie baby. Brown dance over He's looking here. like he's kind of reaching out like a, like to touch himself a little bit. Like he's just like, damn, like, oh my God, oh, this is so good. Dude, I was definitely touching myself when I saw that. <laughs> Um, so next up, and I see <laughs> a couple I other think ones about here. Wow, this card I touch my ass. Whoa. Um, now, I don't have the Astinian in front of me, which was one that was spoiled as well. I do. Um, or CP. Astinian. Uh, we assume he's lightning. <laughs> he doesn't have. I, I guess. He doesn't have the element uh, crystal nor text describing his element, but he does have an ability uh, that causes mm-hmm. lightning CP. So four CP Astinian eight K forward job. And hey, Final Fantasy fourteen fans out there, perk up. His job is Scion of the Seventh Dawn. It's about time oh, Astinian. Man. He has officially joined the crew. Spoilers in uh, in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was only right before Endwalker, but. Stormblood, he gets, uh, you know, inducted, essentially, and Shadowbringers, uh, for sure. He becomes uh-huh. Scion Astinian, so now we get to um, have all that synergy with Scion stuff, if that comes back. I know that Lightning Water Scions was starting to kind of take off a little bit when Alpha No Alice yeah. were printed. Um, but anyway, he has Warp 1 for just one Lightning, uh-huh. so that is cheap and that is fast. Warp 1. Haste. Uh-huh. Also something that a lot of the Warp cards we, we would hope they had, right? When Astinian mm-hmm. enters the field due to warp, until the end of the turn, Astinian gains Brave, and Astinian can attack twice in the same turn. And when Astinian Beautiful. attacks, until the end of the turn, he gains plus 10,000 power and first strike. Okay, so this guy has haste. This 4CP 8K, when he attacks, even if we don't warp him, right? We play our 4CP 8K haste. Okay, go to combat. Attack with Astinian. He is now an 18K first strike. 
I don't think anything's going to be that big, John. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And then if you don't, if you want to like warp him, you just pay one now. Next turn, he comes in haste, and he's an attacking twice, and he gets up to the he gets that twice. So he's a twenty eight k for sure. Not that it matters the second time, but a twenty eight k first strike. You know, you could block with your entire deck, and I think he'd still come out on the head of that combat. So you, you literally could move your deck over in front of him on the field, and he would still just be like, all right, yep, first strike. Yeah, um, it's all dead. Yeah, very, very potent, uh, mm-hmm. fast card. This is from Opus 20, mm-hmm. and I believe it's going to be the uh, the stamp card, the special rarity card featured in the set. We mm-hmm. don't know whose signature is going to be on that bad boy yet, but we do know that is the special rarity card. Uh, oh, he's Opus from Opus 20, 20 or yeah. is he from 19? Nope, 20. Or he's from 20? Yep. Opus oh, that's all right. Well, we jumped the gun a little bit, but that's okay. Right. I, Opus I, 19. I, 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 card's fun. <laughs> Opus 19, uh, or no, no, 20 is Xenos as well. We talked about Xenos last week. That's right. Yeah. We did. Um, but as far as the last Opus 19 to go, and, yes. and the last spoiler we have is the, uh, this card's really, really neat. And the first of its kind, it is, uh, John, it is a, it is a multicolor legend. It Quad is a, element. Um, Yes, it is a Warrior of Light. Name and job, Warrior of Light, Category 1. He is fire, wind, earth, and water. I'm just going to call is, these guys He is quads. the whole goddamn band. Because it's going to, we used to just say multi-element, and the other guys are duels. I'm just going to call them duels mm-hmm. and quads, baby. Yeah, this guy is all quad. And he has, a, so his abilities read, you can only pay with CP produced by backups to cast Warrior of Light. Mm-hmm. He has haste first strike and brave just built in he's haste a four cp yes haste first haste haste first he strikes brave um when warrior of light enters the field due to your cast activate all the backups you control and draw a card and then just for tap choose a forward deal it five thousand damage that's just to make sure he comes out on top of the first strike game there because he's got brave absolutely So like that ability is literally so that he can just kind of like tap you on the noggin real quick before first strike damage happens and he can just blast exactly. your ass into the shadow realm um yeah uh-huh. so he you can only pay with cp to cast but he can yep. be played off of effects like uh like i know you asked me about aegis Aegis. yeah but mm-hmm. there's also um you know, since he's got every damn color, anything that plays oh. four drop of any of those colors, you can cure in this guy into play. Uh, oh. Yeah, Warrior of Light, my Uno wild card in hand, who can pitch yes. for he can pitch for fire, wind, water, or <laughs> earth from hand, which is unprecedented. And yeah. uh, so it does cost one of each of those colors to pay him off your backup line. But you know what's funny, oh. Chris? I was thinking about this as you were reading this guy off. Um, remember oh. in the past cards that could only be paid with CP produced by back like this guy can only be paid with lightning CP produced by backups right mm-hmm. and, and like riding or whatever and the card was just yep. garbage I think that this is somehow less restrictive than those cards felt at the time like yeah. like yeah I can only pay CP to produce my backups to cast them but like warrior of light has a lot of you know a lot of synergy and also two of those things can you know, three of those can be yellow <laughs> Shintoto and Tiro tapping for different colors or whatever you yeah. know um it doesn't have to be a lightning backup, right? It, it, which yep. is, I think, what some of them... Like, the one Astinian that we got one time said, right? Has to be CP yeah. produced by a lightning backup. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah. I think this guy's really, really neat. Uh, love this card. The flexibility in hand is crazy. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of flavor. The art is gorgeous. I can't wait to see um, this guy see play in Opus 19. And, and even, like, at a basement level, right? 
even if you don't cast and you don't activate the backups and draw a card, which is you know ideally what you want. You want max value out of this guy. But being able to play this guy, like you said, off of Kieran or off of Aegis in your Warrior of Light decks, and now you've got a Haste, First Strike, Brave, 10K. He doesn't lose any of that shit. He, he is, he's there. Yeah, that's a wall against a lot of things. Like, you've got, you've got to get rid of him immediately. But then you've got so many other things. You know, you've got the Bart's Crystal Recursion if you're going down that road. You've got the Lina Recursion if you're going down that road. Like, there's just, once this guy comes into play, and I'm talking very just specifically like Warrior of Light type decks, or even if you go back in time and look, remember the, the deck that Nick Chanel played at the, uh, at the, uh, the Triton Cup that we had, Tritot Cup? Yeah. Imagine if he was playing this guy off of Kieran. Like that's good. that would stop. That would have stopped a lot of shit cold. It uh, <laughs> it's maybe one of just like the biggest beaters you could play off of him, right? Yeah, like it's probably like, the biggest beater. Yeah, because somebody was even talking to me yesterday about um the four CP Rufus, and mm -hmm. four CP Rufus is uh like a nine. They're like, I'm pretty sure he's ten. I was like, I don't think so. He's a 4CP 9k, that guy, and he's got, like, mm -hmm. all the keywords, except for, <laughs> he doesn't have haste, but, um, yeah, like, th this Warrior of Light is, uh, absolutely, I mean, you know, because he's so difficult to put into play, he is so potent, but when you make it so that he's not difficult to put into play, like you said with the Kieran stuff, uh, mm -hmm. that potency is, is all the more realized. Yeah, neat card. I'm a big fan, but that's all we've got for, um, for spoilies there, John, unless I've missed something, I don't believe that I have. No, um, I think that's what we've got for cards, the Warrior of Light, the spoilers for 20, and mm -hmm. I think that's it, sir. If not, we'll yeah, catch no, it on I... the next one. Exactly, exactly. But, John, really the big piece of news and kind of the segue into our main topic is, uh, John, we got the roadmap uh for op for north america now like i said there are, there still are some blanks to fill in but we know the journey starts the weekend of april 22nd in florida orlando florida i believe at haven games john if i'm not mistaken yes at the haven games in castleberry florida is oh, where our first baby. crystal cup will be fucking see you there that's right baby see you there yeah it is going to be uh on april 22nd and 23rd uh, mm -hmm. It is sold out. So if you did not get a it's ticket, sold out it is very sold out. Quick. It's sold out in like five hours or so. And um, mm -hmm. just on that real quick, I, there's a lot of people who say, you know, oh, they should have posted this at some other time. Or, oh, I, you know, it's not fair how they did or did blah, 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 blah. And it's like, here's the thing that sucks. You know, unfortunately, there were 100 spots and there's more than 100 people who want to go. You know, if you're saying, like, this should have been opened at this other time, or this should have been whatever, like, please, I'll pull up the list of people, and you tell me which person doesn't deserve to go because you want to go. Like, I get it. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks to miss something like that, or to not be able to go, or that, you know, it was posted when you were busy or something like that. But the thing is, like, it was only going to work out for 100 people, and the number of people who it doesn't work out for never changes based on like when they post it it's just a different set yeah, of people. the time of day exactly it's the time of day of has zero impact it sucks like yeah there's there's no arguing about it it sucks um yep. especially for people like locals who want to get in i mean hey you know uh, as recently as the pennsylvania re-raise you know we had a lot of people locally who didn't get to get theirs because it we didn't even know there was going to oh. be that cap and then it sold out and um 
I mean, at least this was like, hey, tickets are up. Hey, we said 100. And I saw updates coming in from a lot of people like, hey, this is 30 tickets sold out. Hey, Muhammad, I think, made a post like this is 50 tickets sold out. Like, you know, so it it wasn't like a ninja cap. It wasn't like a thing. It was a short period of time in the grand scheme of things. But no matter when that thing was posted, it was going to sell it that day. And people were gonna miss out, and it sucks. You Immediately, know? it sucks. But I don't think uh, I am so, guys. I am so sorry. I some people who are listening to this podcast have heard my Facebook message sound like five times. I have literally mm-hmm. muted four different tabs, and I just keep finding out that I have it open <laughs> in like another Somewhere secret, else. yeah, like another secret Firefox window is open that's making the sound. So. Uh, for all of you who keep compulsively checking your messages, yeah, that's that's my bad. I don't have an easy way to edit those out, so they're sticking in. So just enjoy, uh, enjoy the <laughs> the lovely ringing, dinging of my Facebook Messenger notifications. Uh, one of my friends was saying that their their computer. So one of my friends, not very computer savvy, is like, "Hey, when I go to play this game, the monitor shuts off and then my computer turns off." And I was like, "Okay, so it sounds like it's overheating, right? Something with your graphics mm-hmm. card." And I was like, are the fans on your graphics card spinning? They're like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> we have found the problem. <laughs> and uh, and so they're trying to have me help troubleshoot it with them while, while we're doing this. I feel bad. Uh, I'm ignoring them. But um, I'm like, yeah, I, I had a feeling that sounded like those probably weren't going to be spinning when you checked. Yeah, turn, <laughs> yeah, what speed are those running? Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're not. Anyway. <laughs> Nice little, nice little tangent there. Well, I got, you know. uh, because I, you don't hear it, but I'm sitting over here and I just hear like, ding, real fucking loud ba-ding. in my ears. And I'm like, okay, well, let me address that since everybody listening to the cast <laughs> is going to hear it as well. Chris is the only oh, one who's right. saved from my uh, my mistake. Well, that's okay. You walk so I can <laughs> run. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, dude. So Florida sold out, but also Florida sold out. There's a second California one that sold, sold out. out from yeah. what I understand. The only two with tickets up have both sold out. Yeah, so that was San Diego. Uh, it took a little mm-hmm. bit longer, but San Diego sold out, and uh, Florida sold out. And I get it. So people are saying like, "Hey, there was barely enough time for me to even talk to my family or to figure out if I could go or I could whatever." Mm-hmm. And like, "Hey, I get you, but like, then the first 100 people who were just going to buy a ticket are going to get it. Like, that's what like." You know, it's what's going to happen. I, I get that it sucked because for a lot of other things, like a big convention or something like that, they kind of tell uh-huh. you when they're going to go on sale. Uh-huh. And then you can have those conversations with your family and stuff first. And then you can be more prepared to jump on that stuff. Um, but like I said, it's like it's tough because it's like which person doesn't deserve to go. I don't think you would be able to pick. I think we can all agree. We wish that there were just more people that were able to attend. And I don't yeah. think that's on James or his store, right? He's literally putting as many people in the store as he can fit. Is that mm-hmm. on Square for deciding that we're going to host these things at stores? Sure. Um, do I think that our options this year were have Square host these tournaments at stores or we don't have these tournaments? Yeah. I, I mean, I think those were our options. So yeah, in that I'm, vacuum... There's no way, especially yeah. after how successful the last re- the re-raise was down there at Haven Games, like, why would you not give one of the cornerstones of the community one of the first events back, like a proper OP event. Well, you, right. so, you, just, so, you just don't not give it to them. Right, the argument would be um, that that level of event would have to be larger, and so that level of mm-hmm. event would have to be, like other games do, at uh, either, you know, there are not that Detention many uh, or... big stores that really have that size that are that active for Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I think it's funny when people come into the comments on Facebook and they say like, my store can host 300 or 400 people. And we're just like, we're ignoring the fact that that's twice as large as the largest Final Fantasy tournament that's ever happened, you know? And it's exactly. like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I bet they can, but is your store actively attempting to host a 300 person Final Fantasy tournament? Or do you happen to play Final Fantasy at a store that's so big, it supports every game? You know, right. and it's like, I, I totally get wanting to have more events in your area. Brother, when I lived in New Jersey, you know, it was like a joke expecting there to be anything in my area after Boston Crystal Cup. And um, I would have to come down here to Virginia it was like the closest, you know, thing I could get for events. But if I sat there and, and I mention... took an honest inventory of scenes in my area, there is not a a scene in my area that extends beyond the region. I mean, like there is never we don't host people that come from outside the state. We don't host big events where we encourage people to fly in that are worth that kind of stuff. You know, we didn't have a store that was getting involved in online community. And when people are like, Hey, but I do, but I am involved. It's like, that's great, man, but you don't own the store or like as interested as you are, like, unless the store is doing that kind of back channeling, unless the store is on board and they're reaching out and they're saying, Hey, we would like to host these events. You know, square isn't like, just going to reach out and like pick places and start creating them as hubs for the game. They're looking for places that are hubs that are being loud and vocal about it and saying, Hey, you know, could we run something there? Um, so well, I think I'm that when people are loud like and that. vocal about it after the fact, well, it's going to be great for next time, but this time is too late. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I, you know, I'm glad you said it like that. Cause you said, you know, you mentioned at the start of that, that you had to come to Richmond. Mm-hmm. We weren't just handed that stuff. We had to, be vocal we had to put ourselves out there we had to host you know just smaller non-sanctioned events and just kind of show the community what we've been doing and we had to entice the players to come to us no no different than what you guys have done at game theory mm-hmm. more recently well, you know, it's the you, same thing. You, yeah. yeah it's the exact same thing and with that being said we know we we know where a lot of speaking of game theory that's well, there's going to be one in july Yes, we're going to uh, be Materia, hosting them. And they're called Materia Cups, which Materia we're getting a cups. little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. They're called Materia Cups this year. Sorry, yes. Of Crystal cups. <laughs> there will be six Materia Cups this year at our Return yes. to Organized Play. Uh, they are going to be almost exactly like Crystal Cups, except when you win one of these, you do not get a World's Invite. Uh, yes. You get a Day 2 invite for Nats, essentially. You get a mm-hmm. buy to pass all of Day 1 Swiss. Which is really cool. Like, that's actually really, really cool. Um and, and top four at Nats will get those Worlds invites, and that's it. That is the only way to get a Worlds invite this time. Um, and we only get it. four slots. Cool. Yep. That's it. Yeah, there it is. So those are going to be really, really sacred, very coveted spots. Um, but now back to what we were saying before. You know, if your area didn't get a Materia Cup, you know, try for the next one. But, John, there's also something else on this roadmap that these other areas – that maybe didn't get a materia cup and they really want something there and they've got that 300 person store there's a little thing called store championships this time around john yeah i mean and they are they are definitely meant to target the areas that could not be supported by these regionals because here's the thing yes they get to have six of these and they have to put two Mm -hmm. in the west coast two on the east coast and two in the middle of the country and even when i lived look i get my bias must be recognized now i live in north carolina even when I lived in New Jersey for years, if you were to ask me what the most active scenes on the East Coast were, and I had to rank them top, middle, bottom, and it was North, Middle, South. I'm sorry, guys. My brothers in the Northeast, we've never been in the top two of that list. It's always been third. 
I don't know why for Final Fantasy, it just is. Okay? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's some scenes in New York. Yeah, I get you, New York guys. Hey, absolutely. Believe that you're there. I know you're playing your games at the, you know, on commons and stuff like that. But it's like, have you invited, like, have you had a big tournament and tried to get people to travel in for it? It's like, you just, you have stuff at Uncommons or wherever and ask people to come in and play. That's fine. Not every scene is meant for that. You don't have to do it. You're not built for it. But then that's where the people, they don't get those larger events. Mm-hmm. And I get people are like, it's the same thing as the ticket situation where there's 100 tickets for Florida. Mm-hmm. Which person doesn't deserve that ticket? It's like, well, which store should we not have this at so we can have it at your store? I can see you starting to make arguments about like why you deserve one. And I agree. If we had eight, if we mm-hmm. had 10, we'd love to give more places them. Um, like you said, how you know the Richmond people weren't just handed a Crystal Cup. Chris, it wasn't like we threw a dart at a board and we hit Game Theory in North Carolina. And it, uh, trust me, and people won't believe this either. It is not because, you know, me, John Snugsy, or anybody was reaching out to RB and got a Crystal Cup, okay? It is absolutely not anything like that. Uh-huh. It is, we hosted a big event that was uh-huh. large, that was Crystal Cup or Materia Cup size for prizing, uh-huh. for staffing, for the event. We ran it, streamed without a hitch, had nothing but positive feedback, and uh-huh. the store said we want to be more involved and we want to do more we want to do the next one bigger we said tell square enix that and then we got selected so it's just one of the it's like i totally believe these people who say hey our store has this big scene and we could host should like it's a put your money where your mouth is thing and it's not like it's not even a you, the player. I understand it's it's frustrating. You're the player and you want it to happen at your store. The store really have to be the ones to take that ball and run with it. Or they have to give you kind of the power to take the ball and run with it on behalf of the store. And then get Square Enix mm-hmm. in the store talking to each other. It's the only way you're going to get um, some of those things. And even then, some people might be like, hey, we did that. Well, great. But unless you're like, again, because it's only two per region. Unless you're saying you're in the top two most active, uh, most community active scenes, most active scenes, uh-huh. most like hosting events and, and letting people know and, and reaching out active scenes, then you're probably, even if you're third, which is still really big and impressive, you're going to have to get a store championship. So uh-huh. I get that it feels like this personal thing, uh, but it's literally somebody looking at a map, looking at the information they have and trying to make the best decision they can. Um I don't blame them. Yep, and then and then what you do if you get a store championship, or if you you know if you're you a if you're not because we the store champions are all championships are all still like TBD. They so, they don't have any like, kind of like cap on how many players you can have there. You can do whatever see, you want I, for prizing and stuff. Just on that. need and the at top least two eight. get a Nats invite. Yeah, like yep. like they're supposed to feel bigger than local qualifiers. That's why there's fewer of them. You make your store have a banger store championship, and dude, I'll be asking for there to be a CC there next year. Like, God damn right. Like, God you know, damn right. That's the thing is like I don't even know the name of the store that you guys want me to be advocating for should have this crystal cup instead. Yep. Like, you know, so it's just it's one of those like I I get it. Um it always feels weird when you get passed over and it's always so awkward and and difficult to have a conversation about who deserves what. Um but even in my conversations with people uh in some of these Facebook threads these past few days it's been clear to me that like the some of the people who are rightfully feel like wronged or feel upset are like not even as tuned into why these six places were chosen. And it's like, 
it's like, oh, we can't line up on assumptions. Or like, oh, well, we both don't know why these are picked. It's like, I actually can... It's pretty easy to figure out why these six places were picked. Like, two or three mm-hmm. of them had re-raises events, or have hosted Crystal Cups in the past for the other ones, or have hosted large mm-hmm. Final Fantasy events that were, like, very outwardly public about hosting large 80-plus person and Final Fantasy Successful tournaments. events? Yeah, so it's like... It's really not random. It's not arbitrary. And the other thing is people are always saying, then tell me. Tell me the list of things I can do to get my store to get one of these events. But it's like... The, the, the blueprint's there. The you thing, just have to do it. Well, there's that. But also the reality is like, the blueprint isn't like a list of things they post on their website and you check all the boxes yeah. and then you become a Twitch affiliate. Like, that's not it's not how event planning works, right? It's mm-hmm. if, the, if your boss or whatever the resource management... For Square Enix says we can host six of these things, and that's just the bottom line. And if you want to argue about that, I mean, hey, let, you know, that's a whole different conversation. I agree with you in every uh-huh. single sense, right? Let's have more events. Um, but when in a world where we get six, you know, and they get to put these things around, like, uh-huh. I, I, I just don't know how. If you're being completely honest with yourself, to expect them to make a different decision, how would they know? Like, where would they get that information from? Because I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think Northeast, big to... store, and I only can think Gamers Heaven because, like, yeah. they would host those bigger events. And they said, we can't do 100 players. So they're not going to do one yeah. of these. Yep. I get Will it. Will think... championship? Very likely. I Yeah, I just think that um, it's people who are getting hurt and upset, and that's totally fine. And so they're being vocal about it because they want Square to know they're hurt and upset, and they want things to be better in their area next year. And I agree. Well, do something about it. And I think that's good. But the big thing is, though, you don't hear those people at all until after the fact. Well, right. Until until everything's been chosen. The thing is, complaining about it in, like, a thread where the community is talking with each other on the Facebook page about Uh how excited we are for events isn't how you do it right like that's you send you you have that's and that's exactly it too it's like but i'm here yelling about this don't you guys hear me and it's like yeah but like does the store hear you like is the store arguing on your behalf and saying that kind of stuff and maybe they are right and then Mm -hmm. and then you're probably gonna get a store championship um i think it like a lot of people are treating it like hey i didn't get one of these regionals so i'm not getting any events for the final fantasy trading card game until 2024 but like that's not what they said either so um and then you know what make uh, make one you know and then next time you will do your own but also too these store championships are a great time for these new stores that or these these scenes that have maybe have been around maybe they were so successful during covid and they kept the game alive in their area well you know be vocal about that. Show us what you can do. Put in a, you know, buy for a store championship. As long as you got at least eight people with one of these things, you can fire off a store championship. Like, what do you guys think happened? You know, like, uh, we didn't, we reached out and we said, hey, we'd like to have a re-raise. And I was told no, just like you guys. I was told, no, we cannot add anymore. So I added my own. Yeah. Like, and you know what? Did Square give me money for prize support on that? No. Did I have to do a lot more work and like talk to the store and plan out what the you know what the entry fee would have to be and how much the store would need to make to break even and how much we could give players and stuff like that and then at the end of the day did uh you know our team just throw some more at it to make it big and make it cool and make it happen yeah and like did we hope that would lead to something you know i would have been happy if it did but we were also just happy to provide that event and experience for everybody it wasn't so that i could check a box on a bingo card and make sure that i got you know, picked for something. 
Um, so it, it's really not like I can't give you like the 10 steps you need to take to guarantee your store gets a regional next year. I can just tell you, like, I think that it's pretty obvious the stuff that you have to do to be in the consideration, to be in the running. <clears throat> and after that, you can just trust that these people are making the best decision they can make with the resources they have. Yep, because we all want to play. We all want to get back out God, there. God, I want to play, uh, bro. I would love to do it. I want there to be three Crystal Cups in my area. Holy shit, dude. If there was a thing in West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Boston, I would be at every single one. Yeah, I'd have no reason. Like The fact that I wouldn't have to get on a plane and go, or I wouldn't have to get on a plane at all because I'm fucking scared of flying. That'd be terrific. I'll take, wait, I'll, dude, Ohio. I'll take Indianapolis. Give me yeah, Tennessee. Anywhere up there. Dude, just slam me any, the whole, I'll take anything east of the Mississippi, man. You know, yeah, it's just, we absolutely. don't, you know, St. Louis, like well, we just don't get those stuff because I just named a whole bunch of places where I've never really heard a lot about the play group or the scene. Yeah. Like, and like, I know that you guys are out there. Trust. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was one of those, I was a store in New Jersey that, you know, most, uh, probably everyone who listens to this podcast couldn't name. You know, because that we just didn't do that kind of stuff for this game. That wasn't what the store was invested in. And I don't can't blame them for that either at the end of the day when I look at what they're doing to be a store. But Yeah, and um, we're a niche we're a niche game. You you can't be it's very hard to be yeah like the the top performer in the store. But you know, John, we, we kinda glossed over it, you know, in our rant. The big thing that uh, you know how I go that is, No, that's okay, <laughs> but we, we mentioned it but we glossed over it. Um They've implemented the Chris Adams qualification rule this year. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about qualification and what it all looks like. Yeah. So we'll start with the store championship level. The top two finishers get qualifications for nationals. That's incredible. Yeah, the top two at the The store championship. So not just the winner. And that doesn't. Where the fuck was that in 2018? It well, doesn't finishing the, uh... second for six months straight. Oh my god, dude! It includes the pass down too. So like, um, it's two invites no matter what. So even if the top two people are invited already, um, it does pass down both of those. So that's yeah. Thankfully, thank God. Uh, and, and and I say that because I'm about cool. to throw some shade real quick. You know, I I would watch my teammates win, and then when I'm going undefeated in Swiss, and I'm trying to navigate my way through Top Cut, you know where all of my teammates and friends are, John? They're at the bar because they couldn't fucking make Top Cut. So <laughs> nobody's you know, blocking for Chris. Yeah. Right, no one's Chris. I'm like fucking Thanos reaching in for the Infinity Gauntlet. Fine, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get to finals and then just lose in game three. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, well, no. I've wasted, I've wasted an afternoon again. So now you have no idea how much better it feels knowing that you don't have to win to qualify, which yes, victory feels so much better. Yeah. But now I don't have to worry about, like also too, say you're playing against somebody who's competitive and they want they want to keep winning because they want the trophy. Well, now I don't I no longer have to worry about like all right I'm in the finals against somebody who's won a couple of these, and you know you, you kind of get that pressure where you have to win or it doesn't fucking matter. Now it now it that that pressure you can now just play the game because mm-hmm. you're going you're going to you're going to nationals. That's all that that's really all you were trying to do in the first place and now you're there and now you can you know try to win the tournament but if you don't win you can switch focus and get ready for the next thing you know what i mean like that yeah. pre- the pressure to perform is often and i i john you know as weird as it sounds you know i've 
I've for my entire card game life, I've been above average and very successful at card games. Tournament wins, <laughs> national qualifications, everything. I, but Final I, Fantasy has been yeah. the hardest egg to crack because you have to win. Like you had to win to get somewhere. And I was always, you know, I was never not in top cut. I was never not top of Swiss going into top cut. But if you had to win it, I finished second. If you had to be top four, I was I finished fifth. You know what I mean? Dude, like, I will never just... forget. I'm sorry. I like kind of chuckle and it's like, uh, it's not mm -hmm. me laughing at your story at all. I feel so bad well, it, that it, I laughed it, while oh, you were saying humorous. this stuff. It because, is humorous well, no, no. at this point. <laughs> Alex, is just, Alex is playing Hi-Fi Rush on my Xbox Game Pass and he got an mm -hmm. achievement and just popped up on my screen and made the achievement sound and, and so everyone's uh -huh. going to hear the achievement sound. And I swear I went in here and I fucking nuked Xbox from my task manager and everything and I don't know how to stop this thing from showing me and making the sound every time Alex unlocks an achievement mm -hmm. playing Hi-Fi Rush. I'm so sorry. Um, but no, dude, no, no. dude that... But that, the story um, is also very humorous. It is at funny this because well. because dude, it was like if it was possible, no matter what the structure was, you would get one less than the thing you needed, all the way up yep. to the fucking dark crystal cup. That was so mm -hmm. absurd. And Taylor was a you know great player, and he beat my ass around one that next day and Love won that Taylor. won that whole thing. But Doug, you were working so hard for this last chance qualifier, and their top eight is like, oh my god, Chris, just one more game, just one more game. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's like you mean oh. top eight can't play in this fifty person event? No, top four's got to make it. Here's your pack of uh, yeah. but here's your pack of Decidia promos for trying. Oh my john, god, I threw, them right, I threw them right in the garbage. Yeah, that's about um, the word. And then I then I went drinking with rice. Was the, the the same thing happened Ugh. to all the cavalry that day. But up to that point, I got tired of just being the best player in the room. But then I wasn't the best player in the room when it came down to finals. You know, I finally made the mistake on the day, or mm -hmm. I finally like the 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 math versus turbo ice finally was not in my favor. Right? Yeah. Like you know. It just something, something happened where it was like, that's why they play the games, Chris. That, that's why you play the game. But I said all that to say this now, like the, the fact that two players at these events can qualify, it's a different mindset too. Like, cause at the end of the day, like you're, you're playing the games, your ultimate goal is to win the tournament. But mm -hmm. now you can kind of start playing the math game. You can start playing the field essentially you don't have to walk in with the ultimate goal of winning. You just got to be like, all right, I just well, need to, I need to get the finals. Yeah, you got to get pretty close. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to pretty right, much be right, able to but win. Still, but yeah, you sure, sure. You got to like make, if you're later on in the season, it's like, all right, well, these two people are qualified. Let me do I think, what I can do to make sure they get into finals. You know what yeah, I mean? I think, like, I think your you, plan you is probably the same. I, 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 maybe. I think uh, only one more invite is like your plan probably looks a lot like the same plan, except there's just a little cushion now. Like, I, it's uh, it's not quite, like, if it was, like, if you just get top cut, you make it, yeah, totally. Changes, like, what you're able to play in Swiss, changes, like, what how you're able to navigate through the field. But the fact that you got to get through, I mean, these, like we said earlier, man, remember these aren't LQs. These store championships, there's going to be 20 of them. If they're that, you know, the right size, and top cut is, like, a top eight type situation, every LQ, you actually have to get pretty LQ far. I had to play in. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Every, you know, and I'm so glad they have that thing now where you have to have eight for it to fire off. Yeah. Because, John, I, I got so pissed whenever I'd hear stories of, here's a, here's a fucking five-man, three-round, round-robin LQ and old fucking bumbafuck comics in 
bumblefuck Indiana or whatever, <laughs> where, you know, somewhere you have to dig deep, go through the mountains to get there. Meanwhile, like all of our LQs here in the mid-Atlantic are like 35, 40 people with nothing but fucking killers at them. You yeah. know what I mean? Multiple so uh, like, world qual players, like all fighting for right. a nat slot. Yeah. Right. Like when you, ha- when, in your tournament, when you have to like beat Curtis Kang, you have to beat Adam Lane, you have to beat Hunter Nance, you have to beat Sam Tool, you have to beat these really, you know, uh, fucking, you have to beat the foreman. You have Lord so Byron. Lord Byron. You have so many people that you have to fucking beat to get to to the top. You know, and you had and you not, definitely not had like Colin Rupert showing up, Nick Schnell shows and, up. And I, yeah. yeah, and I had to like, you know, and I had to get through these people only to fall short, you know, at the very end. Whereas like, man, I should have just driven nine hours to old Lake Witchy Hutchie and just played in this five man event. Mm. But like you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, the Lake Witchy like Hutchie I'm, Store I'm, Championship, I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> dude, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I, I, I was really, really mad at that. That I felt like my, you know, again, I, I'm just being a bit of a boomer at this harder. point. Yeah, but it was much harder. But now, like, always how it's going to be, stuff, though. It, it's true. It's always, very, very always, true. always how it's going to be. And I'd rather play in a in a room full of killers and get destroyed. Let's talk about Canada Crystal Cups. You know, like, yeah, it's always how it's going to be. There's going to be an event that mm-hmm. isn't quite, you know, with top mm-hmm. half of the tournament makes day two. Like, it's not yeah. as hard as the other ones to get. Yeah. And, and, and that's just me going off on a tangent because I was really, really bitter that year. And I'm really glad the next year, which was also the last year we had competitive season, was me and Adam got to kind of take a back seat and do more of a commentary role. It was a nice change of pace. And then at the end of that season, John, I was ready to get back into playing and then COVID happened. So now I am, I'm saying all that to say this, I am, I am gassed up. I am ready to fucking just go on this journey and we're going to fucking get there this time. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just going to go down real quick. Um, the schedule the qualification sorry yeah go down the schedule we've gone on like so many days i know i know well we can't contain well, our this is this is like, the main topic this is what we're here this to talk about yeah is that yeah. this is these are back this is there's a lot to talk about with materia cups and um mm-hmm. you know we have three years worth of pent up both uh excitement and rage at uh yeah being you know how these things are have been chosen or have been decided on um yeah. so yeah for store championships there's going to be 20 store championships uh they've made it a point that they will focus on areas that did not receive a materia cup in fact rb even uh made a comment elsewhere that they will not be the same stores that receive materia cups even if they're close by regions um that's already 40 national invites right there from the store championships so then there's going to be materia cups that have the top four players of all the materia cups qualify for and okay so we should also clarify this I'm always going to call it Nats informally, um, but much like how Pokemon went and did this big fancy rename, this is not Nationals anymore. It is the Continental Championship. Yes. So the North America Continental Championship. Um, so the North America Championship, you'll get an invite, the top four players of Materia Cup. So mm-hmm. the winner automatically qualifies for day two, like we talked. You basically skip the first day of Swiss and you get a bye. 
and uh, everybody else, you know, the other three get their invite. Invites do pass down for players who are already invited. And worth mm-hmm. mentioning, there is a small list of players who are already invited. They are players yes. who have either previously won national championships or were mm-hmm. higher ranking players from Worlds. So we had Joe Lazinski, Chocobo Joe, uh, mm-hmm. national champion. Chris Lopez, previous national champion. And Sam Prime, mm-hmm. those are your three national champions for 17, 18, 19, respectfully. Then Colin Rupert. Matt Okamoto and Kyle Peters, who are three Worlds players from the team. So those six players are already invited to Nationals. Um, and so if they do play in any of these events, they can still win that day two bye, but their invite would pass down. Um, mm-hmm. So then those the schedule for North America is in April. We have the Haven Games. We already talked about this one. Ha- Castleberry, Florida, sold out the 22nd and 23rd of April. Uh, May, we still have information coming on two of these events. So May, the weekend to be decided, is going to be a Legendary Wolf Games. They had hosted uh-huh. a previous, uh, not only reunion events or re-raise events, but uh, Crystal Cup, I believe, in 2019. And they were slated to host one of the Opens. We were going to have those big L3 Open events, remember? In 2020, uh-huh. they were going to be hosting one of those. So um, I personally haven't made it out there yet to all Legendary Wolf Games. And uh, maybe May will be the time. Then in June, three, June 3 and 4, I was about to say, June 3rd and 4th, Tabletop Tavern out there in San Diego, California. I believe that yeah. that was where the re-raise in California was, correct? I believe so. Yeah, uh, out there in San Diego. Then in June, we have uh, Texas. Uh, it says location to be announced. I imagine they're probably working to try to get the place that had the re-raise in Texas. I don't know a lot about the Texas area, but I do know they held one of the official re-raise events. So this is the one of the places on this list, the only one that I don't have information on, and it's literally because it says to be announced. So, it, like, yeah, when people talk about, like, oh, who even are these scenes? Where even are these places? The only one I can't answer that question for for you is because they literally didn't tell us what store it's at yet. Um, July 15th and 16th is at Game Theory in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, of uh-huh. course, that's where we just held our most recent RVA Returners in-person tournament, which was the Tritoc Cup, the Esper Series. was um, really big. We're hoping to, to basically run it back bigger and better. Then August 19th and 20th at Epic Gaming, PDX in Portland. Yeah. And they have been a multi-year site of crystal cups uh, i have actually been to the portland crystal cup once and i really enjoyed myself so that's a cool store um, and i'm hoping i can make that out there as well so ticket links have not yet gone up for legendary wolf games the texas event raleigh or portland um, of course those are a little later in the year so no huge rush on those but hoping stores get details on those soon as for raleigh uh, i don't have any information additional yet but i will of course provide that as we get closer to the event uh, what I can tell you about Raleigh, North Carolina event is that uh, production and stream and everything is going to be run by me and the team here at the RBA Returners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the goal is, John, yeah. is to qualify before. Basically, I'm giving myself a timestamp. I got to qualify before July <laughs> so I can help you run. So we can, I can just help you run. That's the right. So there's four months of uh, of events, right? Because they say um, the standard events start April through August. And mm-hmm. store championships, oh, so technically, sorry, store championships say May through August, so they won't be in April. Yep. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so for May and June, uh, we can be grinding away, hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> to get so. But there That's will the be goal. two uh, re raises in June, which is interesting because one is going to be in that's San Diego the first weekend, and then the other one that's June tentative is Texas. So, 
uh, we nice. will see. But yeah, uh, July 15th and 16th, hey, come on down. We'd be happy to see you. Uh, RVA Returners will not be at San Diego. We did not get tickets for that one, at least unless you're no. surprising me with some information I don't know, Chris. Okay. No, I, I did not. Yeah. I, uh, I put my eggs in the Florida basket because, John, I am mm-hmm. so ready. I'm ready to... to in somebody some applebee's bartender career again <laughs> and i'm hoping we get the same airbnb and me and cody have already claimed the garage with the sure shot dude that would be sick if we got that same place um but yeah so that one is going to be that florida event that's soon that's next well, i don't know two months yeah. april yeah april 22nd and opus 19 opus releases 19. what a month before yeah that? we'll have actually it won't be new boot goofing chris we will have information we will kind of have a, a meta forming by the time we get there so it'll be interesting yeah. to see um yeah and so that's all they've announced so far for material cups of store championships uh so that is a total of six with four invites 24 players mm-hmm. for materia cups and then 40 players for store championships gets you 64 players um and those yeah and then you've got the invited people right so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out for nats but um nationals or sorry the north american continental championship will be tentatively september 9th and 10th go ahead i would like to see i would like to see that cap increased it doesn't i mean i get it i i like i do like the idea of a closed nationals event but I just, man, I just feel like 70 is so, like, you know, 70-ish is kind of small. I personally like Open Nats Tight Worlds, but the thing is, this game, uh-huh. Tight Worlds, is so insanely tight. It's, like, actually not really for 99.99% of players of this game. Correct. And, um, well, I don't know what it's like in other games. In Pokemon, it's a little bit more. Pokemon uh-huh. tries to make it so that, like, if you work hard and you grind, you can get your invite to Worlds. It's very much like getting your invite to Nats feels in or fell in previous years in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But that, um, like, at Worlds, that's just you qualifying to play on the first day, and there's two days mm-hmm. of Swiss before top cuts yeah. start. So, like, some people can, like, get past the first day, but there's a whole day of Swiss where, like, the the kind of lower tier of qualified players all play it out to work. And then the people who have, like, the real good advice, like, basically they just start playing on the second day of Swiss. So, Basically. yeah, here they skip one day one, but I'm pretty sure day two, I, again, they haven't put the tournament structure, but I would imagine unless it's a three-day event here, day two, North American Championship, I don't know that that includes any more rounds of Swiss, and they haven't said anything about whether it will include All-Star Draft, which was originally yeah. the plan for yep. 2020, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't said anything about that, but they did say just that um, there's going to be 40 players from store championships, 18 players from... Materia Cups. Am I bad at math? 18 players from Materia Cups? Uh, oh, because because the first player from each of them, so six players from each of them don't play in day one. They go right to day two. That's right. I forgot. Yep. Uh, so, there, so, yeah. So, there will be 40 players from Store Championships, 18 players from Materia Cups, and the six people who are already invited. So, that's 64. Mm-hmm. So, Nats will literally be a 64-person tournament. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I'm ready for the deck profile. Here's my top that's a shorter day, that's for sure. <laughs> unless yeah, it's, no, unless it's two out of three, that's a shorter day. Um, or if they're going to round it out with a two-hour game of thumbs up, seven up, play our <laughs> Hey, look, dude, that, 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 was, that was rough. Uh, <laughs> but they basically said, um, 
They want to extend invites to... I'm so sorry, guys. There it was again. I have muted the Xbox game bar. I have closed the Xbox game bar. I have done everything in my human power to stop the goddamn achievement sounds from popping up. Oh my god, dude. The Xbox you game bar has... Wait, the Xbox game bar has created itself a new application. So you know, like, the, the volume mixer, and you can, like, mute each individual thing? I literally have muted the Xbox game bar one, and now it has created a new one at the end that's unmuted at max volume. It's just like, thank you so much. It cannot be stopped. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I know, it's, it's just, like, so distracting and annoying, because I know everyone hears it on the podcast. I have to... I'll have to solve this before the next time if he's going to keep jamming on my Game Pass. That's so funny. Um, well, he was, like, all upset. He's like, I want to play Hi-Fi Rush, but you don't have an Xbox One S. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't have an Xbox One S because why would you have one of those if you have a good computer now? Because every mm-hmm. single game on Xbox is now available on PC via Game Pass. And mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, yeah, but I can't play on your PC. And I was like, yeah, bro, but I can sign in on yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> so he's been jamming that. But, um... But anyway, yeah, so so we have uh, 64 players. It's going to be a relatively short day. It's only, you know what, it's six rounds of Swiss. And then uh-huh. you see who's going to be uh, who's gonna be in top. Uh, yeah, they haven't announced any kind of details on tournament structure. I am really interested. They also haven't announced details on what the promo that everybody gets on entry will be. Uh, but uh-huh. we do know that there is an entry promo and that the first 100 players, although... These events can be more than 100 players. Only the first 100 players get swag at each of these Materia Cups, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that 100 is a, is a number that a lot of stores are capping it at, just so they don't have people who don't get anything. Um, yeah, because that, that's a whole other layer of bullshit that you just don't want. Yeah, exactly. People are already going to bitch. And the last, uh, the last little bit we have for you here that they said is that... Um, mm-hmm. So so while we said there were going to be promo cards, there are going to be prize cards, which they mentioned. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited about that. I think that's one thing that other games do that's really hype. I mean, look, like Matt Okamoto, shout outs to Oki for sailing the Grand Line just yesterday. Right. Uh, got top four at this One Piece event. And it's funny because Alex and I were looking at the prizing for that top piece or for the One Piece event. We were laughing. At it. It's so bad except mm-hmm. the promo, which is worth so much money. But like if the promo yep. wasn't worth whatever money, Right? It's literally like the first place guy of that whole big event gets like a box. Uh, and like some, a couple other things, but it's like one box. And like some, of, and we were like, wow, this is really small. But the thing is, the promos are just worth so much. And they're like the super shiny, special only prize variants that like once yep, you get that prize like Luffy. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get that prize Luffy, it's just like, you know? Uh, yeah. So I think it's really cool that they're making prize cards. Final Fantasy has really, really collectible characters, and there's a big collectibles market for the cards, if that wasn't obvious with the Yuffie signature card. Um, so I think there's some really cool stuff they can do with prize cards for Final Fantasy, uh, as long as they're not unique gameplay. But I don't think we have that issue in this game. I think they understand how no, to do good promos. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I have is they did also say that they're planning for official Winter Cup events following the Continental Championships for both Europe and North America. And they did have the stipulation that although players from other regions cannot enter each other's continental championships or materia cups, that uh, players from any region may enter the winter cup event. So I think it is kind of cool that they're giving a nod to like, Hey, if you guys want to like visit each other or make a trip out of this thing, like, sure, you know, everybody can Mm -hmm. can play. Um, But Chris, I mean, they also say, you know, there's just some more 
information coming soon. I know we need tournament structure. I know we need details uh -huh. on store championships, but this is plenty of information. People have already started planning those trips, taking that time off, which is what you really yep. need this kind of information for. You need those dates. You need to know where you need to be when. You need to know where you're traveling around. Um, and yeah, yep. I know that two of the events have already sold out, but look, the dates are there and the information is there for most of the other ones. So start planning so that you're ready when those tickets go on sale. And if you're one of those people who didn't get one of these events this year, we hope to see you at one of these and we can't wait to help support whatever events do happen in your region, hopefully store championships and whatever comes down the road next year. I, I can't wait to map out my, my store champion route. Yeah, championship dude, my little route. world tour. Even, yeah. you know, even best case scenario, Somehow I play out of my mind and I find myself in top four in Florida. You know, we're, we're pipe dreaming it, but it you're going to want to keep those chops up, Chris. You're going to want to, you know, that's, that's what and I'm you saying. You got to block for, that, for the homies. <laughs> and that, exactly. Exactly. That's because you know what? If I qualify, I'm going to block for the homies. That's right. Yeah. You got to giga chat them and do what they can never do for you. That's right. That's right. But man, other than that, John, I think I am spent. There's a lot of exciting things happening in Final Fantasy trading card game right now, and it, we are we're about to be back in back in uh, back in form. Yeah, man, we absolutely are. Um, I'm excited to get back to testing more, to recording more, yes. uh, to playing more, and to competing more. Man, it's it's oh, whew, overdue. Everything. We will see you there. See you there. That's all I've got. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.